Hey there, I'm Ashley and I'm a proud mama of two beautiful kiddos, a wife, a health and wellness coach, and a middle and high school shop teacher. Hi, I'm Roberta, mama, wife, educator. I'm an entrepreneur and homeschool mom navigating the work, family, social life balance. Together, we will discuss various topics near and dear to our hearts for teachers and mamas, like routines, health, habits, self-care, and so, so much more. Living a healthy lifestyle is for everyone from young children to adults. Health, wellness, and emotional and social well-being starts at home and should be expanded upon in the classroom. Everyone can benefit from the Teacher Mamas podcast. So if you're ready to learn some helpful tips, let's do this thing. Hello, podcast friends. Uh, We hope all of you teachers are doing well as we are like fully into the start of this new year here. Uh, Today, we're going to continue our one simple thing series, and we're going to talk to you about calm down baskets, boxes, bins, whatever you want to call them. Both of us have calm down baskets in our home. And I will let you guys know, I didn't start this until a few months ago, actually. Um, But this can also be transferred into the classroom, um, probably more easily in an elementary classroom. But there are also things that you can do for like middle and high schoolers too, to make it seem not so cheesy. Uh, (laughs) So Uh, Roberta, why don't you, I think you've had yours for quite a bit longer than I have, but what, what do you have in your calm down bin? Yeah. Um, it kind of evolved over the years, depending on what's kind of the most fun fidget, like years ago, it was the fidget spinner. Now it's those poppets, uh, which I prefer because they're not as loud. Most of them. I try to pick the fidgets that aren't noisy. And this was true in my classroom as well. Um, But our fidgets are, some of them, it's like hard to even describe what they are, but one kind of looks like a spider, but it's, I don't even know how to explain it, but it like has these eight legs that stem off from like a, almost like a fidget spinner, but then you can move the legs however you want and just kind of fidget with it and then um, those connecting things well it doesn't connect so that's I'm having a hard time we'll have to I'll have to post a picture on our Instagram um, yeah of that one connector things too yeah yeah we have connectors we have all sorts of different things the biggest one though that they love are the um, poppets right now and all different shapes. We have one that looks like a unicorn, one that looks like a heart, one that looks like a train, um, just a simple circle and squares. And we have big ones, we have little ones and they, those are their favorites. We also have one that really helps with calming down and that's, we call it their bubbles, but it's this little jar, um, And when you turn it upside down, like all those little bubbles, you know, filter down to the bottom and then you flip it and then the bubbles go down again. And so um, we use that one a lot. We had two of them and one of them recently broke and they were devastated. (laughs) But it's because we've used it for 
like six years. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it finally wore out. So we use that a lot. And then uh, the kids have their own, like Izzy has a purse and Xander has a cute little backpack that when we travel, they put their, like they pick a couple fidgets to put in there. So we take our, you know, essentially take our, our um, calm down bin with us. And mm-hmm. then they have things to fidget with, you know, and help them calm down when we're not at home. And that's mm-hmm. been helpful. Um, Ashley, yeah. what do you guys have in your bin and box? And, and where is it located? So we put ours in their, we call it their sleeping room. That's kind of where they go when they need to calm down on their bed. And it's just sitting on the floor. And we put in there different fidgets, basically like what Roberta talked about, those bubble things. We also put, uh, my kids decided a long time ago that if they need to calm down, sometimes art helps them. So we put paper in there and some markers. Uh, We also um, have the actual bubbles, but unless they have me with them for the bubbles, they can get kind of frustrated because sometimes when they're really upset, they can't get the bubbles to go. And then that makes them even more upset. Um, You could put those like pinwheels in there where you blow on them and, you know, it moves the pinwheel around. Um, and then I thought a super cute thing that my five-year-old came up with Colton, he wanted to, I made picture books for them last year on Shutterfly. Uh, one was of our vacation and then one was of our entire year, like month by month. And that was their birthday presents for me last year, but he wanted to put those in there to look at pictures to help him calm down. And I thought that was super cute. Honestly, though, since we have been doing our breathing technique consistently, they haven't really been even having to use their calm down basket. It's been, uh, it's, it's been mainly like they go do their breathing and they are pretty good. There may be times when they do need a few of those things in there. So it's really nice to just have that in one consolidated area. And like I said, I didn't start this until like a few months ago. It had been on my list for a really long time. And then I was finally doing some more research kind of during that time when Colton was having his meltdowns. And that was one thing that they talked about a lot. And I was like, okay, this just needs to happen. Like this is top of our list to do today. So I explained to the kids like, Hey, we need a little bit more help in this area. So we're going to do something really fun. We're going to find a basket. Well, we had one in in the room that I knew exactly what we're going to use. We're going to get this basket. We're going to go through your toy room and we are going to find things that are going to help you calm down. And they went through and found a whole bunch of fidgets and everything. So they picked the things that they wanted in there. I think that's really important. Have them pick the things that are, are going to help them. Don't like you can make suggestions and things to help them out, but don't say we're going to put this in here and you're going to calm down. <laughs> like, it's probably not going to help the best. So um, that's how we did it. And it, it really only took like 10 minutes to put together because they knew exactly what they wanted in there. So, uh, and then kind of like what Roberta said, if you're in the classroom, pick quiet things, 
to have in your like calm down corner or your, we once called it like a recovery area. Cause we, it depends on whatever language you use at school, um, depending on what training you've had and whatever, but we called it a recovery area and, um, pick things that are not going to be distracting for them or things that they can distract the rest of the class with. Um, Mm -hmm. also if you have a kid who needs like a fidget at their seat, I, especially like my middle school kids, oh man, do they have energy at certain points of the day? So I like, I would choose maybe like a squeezy ball or the poppets, as long as they're not too loud, like sometimes they can get some of those poppets can get really loud and distracting. Mm-hmm. Or if it's like a really big poppet, it can be really distracting because they're moving their hands all around and doing that. So like if they have like just like really small poppets where there's only like, you know, maximum six little poppet things on there, that could be helpful. Um, a fidget spinner that they could do like under the desk. So it's not on top of the desk and it's distracting other kids. Just having those like little talks with those kids, like, Hey, I want you to be able to use your fidget, but I need you to do it quietly. And I need you to do it. So you're not distracting other kids around you. If you're doing it loudly or you're distracting other kids around you, especially if it's on purpose, then you're not going to get to use that fidget anymore. And that's going to be really sad because I know that that helps you when we're doing lessons and stuff. Another thing that I've done with my kiddos in class who have a really hard time sitting still, I don't often do really long lessons because my class more is a hands-on class and we kind of do a short lesson and then we get up and move right away. Uh, but sometimes there are days when they need to do a little bit more sitting. And I like specifically told them, I tell them at the beginning of the year or at the beginning of the, um, uh, quarter, whatever it is like you guys, I have no problem. If you're getting up and you're moving around, just make sure you're not distracting kids around you. Like if, if you're a kid who needs to get up and walk around the classroom in order to focus, I'm totally fine with that. Uh, if you can't sit still in your seat, like you're just making it miserable for everybody. (laughs) So as long as they, as long as you go over those expectations with them and like, Hey, I want you to be able to use this thing, but you have to do it responsibly. I don't see a problem with it. I know some teachers, we get really into our rules and our expectations. And like, you have to be sitting in your seat and you cannot have Um, things that are gonna, you know, I, I, I subbed for a teacher once who literally took every single toy, she called it a toy away from the kids. And I, I kept thinking to myself, I'm like, but if they're sitting at their desk quietly, and they're just, you know, they're just doing it because they need something to fidget with, then I don't understand why that's a problem. (laughs) I definitely see taking it away if it's becoming an issue. But if it's something that just helps them focus and it's kind of like drawing, I tell my kids all the time, I'm like, if you need to draw or or doodle or whatever, make sure you're not doing it on my benches. But if you, if you need to do that, like do it on a piece of paper, simple, Mm -hmm. right? What, Mm -hmm. what's going to help your kids focus in class? What's going to help your kids um, calm down if they need to. Uh, And then, you know, same thing at home, what's going to help them in there calm down basket at home. So 
anything else you want to add to that? I know we kind of took a weird turn into what's going to help them focus in class. This was like a calm down episode, but <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Yeah. I, um, the other fidget that I wanted to mention that I use and that works really well for myself too, when I, um, I'm feeling like stressed or starting to feel like those heightened emotions myself is a think putty. Uh, and I think that's exactly what it's called is a think putty and it's not sticky or smelly or anything like other putties. Um, and it comes in this little jar that fits easily in my pocket. So when you're using like hand muscles to, to really make it squish or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there are some that'll change colors. And I've used that with, um, my kids and, and it'll start with like a, a purple and then the more you use it and it warms up it'll change to pink or something um the bummer with those are they don't last as long like the more we use them and the oils from our fingers get into them they kind of get all gross and nasty um so they don't last as long as some of the other fidgets but I've noticed they work really well and they work for our kids that are like need those sensory things like my daughter really needs get messy and play with play-doh and like one thing uh for older kids um my high school kids I have always wanted to do is uh like a sandbox area or a I call it the the sawdust bucket or something I I noticed this like as I'm giving giving demonstrations at the um at the saws and stuff and it used to drive me crazy because I had that belief in my head like you need to be standing there still and like not playing with anything and eyes on me and focus and attention and blah, 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 blah. And then I just kind of started realizing like these kids that are normally bouncing around and like not paying attention at all. The thing that got them to pay attention was, uh, so for example, when we're doing a demonstration at the table saw, they you, they grab my push block and they'll, they'll move the sawdust around and they will like put it into neat little piles and then they'll kind of use their hands and like smush it out. And I'll even like ask them questions. I'll, I'll like call that student out and be like, like, Hey, I just talked about the safety rule. Do you remember what the answer would be? We're helping them right now <laughs> so on a field trip one day. And we went and did the sandbox thing that they have for construction uh, for like land surveyors to look at. They have this giant sandbox basically and it shows you the contours of the sand and everything. And the guy was talking for like 15 minutes. And I was like, no way would these kids of mine who talk nonstop sit in class and listen to me for 15 minutes without interrupting me. And they sat there the entire time and played with that sand and they were quiet the entire time. I'm like, this is the quietest I have ever heard these kids. <laughs> so I'm like, I need to get a sawdust box at every single one of my benches for those chatty Cathy's that just like want to talk all the time. Like it will, it distracts them and it, it helps them like do something with their hands instead of having to move their mouth. So that is my one little tip for uh, older older kids. But uh, we would love to hear what you guys do if it's anything different than what we have talked about in this episode. So feel free to like DM us. Uh, what are what are you doing in class? What are you doing with your kids to focus? What are you doing at home in a calm down box in a calm down basket uh, to help your kids? calm their emotions, bring themselves back. 
so that we can have more productive days and just overall better lives, right? <laughs> so be sure to share this with anyone who you think needs it. Share it on your Instagram page, on your Facebook page, whatever it is in your stories and make sure and tag us so that we know that this stuff is resonating with you guys. We want to know, do you like these one simple thing uh, episodes? Do you like that we're keeping them a little bit shorter? Uh, what is resonating with you guys? So send us a DM, let us know. We would love to talk to you guys and we will talk to you next week. We want to thank you guys so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to us chat about healthy family living. We would love to hear your thoughts or any ideas you have for future episodes. So feel free to message us at the teacher mama's podcast at gmail.com or the Teacher Mamas podcast on Instagram. It would also mean so much to us if you would leave a quick rating or review on whatever platform you're listening from. If something really stood out to you today, don't forget to share it with someone else in your life that might need to hear it too. Spread the word. Please don't forget to share with your online community and tag us. For more positivity and inspiration on how we navigate life and the things we do on a daily basis to stay sane in the crazy, don't forget to go follow each of us on Instagram. Check the show notes for our handles.